Steady coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love. Welcome back to the Love You Podcast, where you're going to learn everything you need to know about dating, relationships, sex, and men from a man's point of view. Today, I'm excited to continue the conversation from the last podcast, where I dove deep and came up with about 10 pieces of bad dating advice that people routinely pass off as good. Today, we're going to get into bad relationship advice that is often passed off as good, particularly bad relationship advice that is espoused by other coaches, coaches, experts, and bloggers on the World Wide Web vast internet uh, where everybody has an opinion and all opinions are equally valid. So here's one that I get a lot and it's nuanced and it's kind of hard to describe, but there's a school of thought uh, from women who've been hurt by men, cheated on by men, that a man has to earn your trust. You may have thought that, you may have said that, you may have heard it said elsewhere. He has to earn my trust. I disagree. Um, trust is something that's given until it's lost. Right? In other words, people are innocent until proven guilty, not guilty until proven innocent. And if that sounds counterintuitive, as someone who has trusted men and been burned, you need to understand what it's like to be a trustworthy person who is being mistrusted. Uh, I will use myself as an example. Um, not that anybody needs to know this, but you know, my, my, what I consider my core value is that I'm ethical. I'm ethical above all. I'm a truth teller above all. That pisses some people off and I deal with the consequences of it. But one thing that's never really uh, been impeachable is my, my, uh, my ethics and my character. And yet I've, come across over my many years uh, as, a, as a coach in a single eye, many women who have been hurt by other guys before and therefore didn't trust me. Right? So they would want to know, who was I out with last, last night? You're friends with your ex-girlfriend on Facebook? You know, let me look at your phone, like this, all this kind of stuff. How many people have you slept with? And there's always some form of jealousy that had nothing to do with me and everything to do with their past. Now, if that sounds benign to you, well, imagine going into a job where you're supposed to be a trusted employee. Maybe you're a vice president at the company. And every day, they make you clock in every hour. Every time you go to the bathroom, you have to clock in. They check your pockets to make sure you didn't steal any office supplies every day. They look in your wallet. They peruse your bank account. They have someone watching over you, checking your whereabouts. Right? But they trust you. You're a valued employee. They just have to make sure that people aren't stealing from their company. You could understand that, right? What kind of working environment is it when you can't be trusted at the company that's supposed to trust you? That's the cost of the idea that a man has to earn your trust. So where I come from, it's trust is, is, is a given, right? You trust everybody until they do something that makes you question that and proves them untrustworthy. Otherwise, you're, you find this other thing where you're sort of sitting back and thinking, all right, man, show me what you got. I'm going to scrutinize you. I'm going to find some hole in this because I've seen guys like you before and I know what's going to happen. And that's not the way to have a relationship. All right, so maybe it's semantics. Maybe it's just a small paradigm shift. But I would really encourage you to embrace the concept that it's, it's full trust or no trust. If you can't 100% trust the guy you're with, you shouldn't be with him. 
You certainly can't have a boyfriend that you're constantly micromanaging, second-guessing, right? Uh, it's, it's an unhealthy paradigm. Assume that each new guy, give him a blank slate, assume the best of him, right? And if you get the sense that he's not who he claims to be, well, then you know what you, you have to do. You get rid of him. But don't start off treating him like he's a criminal when he hasn't committed any offenses. Men play games. You should too. All right. That's something that you hear a lot. All right. Here's how you play games. Here's how you manipulate uh, men. Because you know men play games. I'm here to tell you, men don't really play games nearly as much as you think we do. All right. There's, I mean, I really never talked to a guy who's like, hmm, let me think about how I could kind of fuck with her and make her miserable and make her second guess herself and her self-esteem and it's much more mundane than that men don't always know what they want they don't know that they want to sleep with you they don't know that they want to be your boyfriend they don't know that they want to marry you right? as a result when he runs hot and cold or he's sometimes uncommunicative you think it's some sort of master game playing plan it's not true um, and so if you've been burned by men uh, where you've over-functioned, you've over-given to the relationship. Um, the obvious counter-reaction to that is, well, I have to give less. Right. So, again, just get, get this logic. My last boyfriend, I did his laundry, and I cooked him dinner, and I was always telling him how hot he was, and I did everything right, and he still left me. That's right. And so the reaction is, I'm going to stop doing that. So you're going to give less to your future relationships in hopes of getting more? Right? That, again, we'll go back to the work analogy. That would be the employee who comes into work and instead of coming in early and staying late to impress the boss and get a raise, says, I'm going to come in for two hours a day. I'm going to give less and I'm going to hope I'm going to get more. That's not how relationships work. Relationships are about finding two people who are givers. Right? The problem is that the paradigm's been messed up. You've overgiven to a taker. You found a guy who didn't appreciate you. But the problem wasn't that you were giving too much. The problem was that you chose a guy who didn't give as much in return. So the answer is not to give less to a relationship. We're to establish like boundaries. I'm not going to be. I'm not. I'm not going to be generous. I'm not going to be nice. I'm not going to say I love you. I'm, right? You're being very, very cold and protected. And I'm really talking about loving with reckless abandon. Throw yourself in, give him the best girlfriend experience he's ever had, and you'll see that the right guy steps up and acts like that kind of boyfriend. I know that's, that was the case with, with my wife. She sort of set the bar for the kind of person that I want to be with, and she brings out a better side in me. If she gave me less, she would probably have a less appreciative husband. You need to sleep with the guy. Sorry, I'm going through so much advice, but I had all this stuff written down. You need to sleep with the guy or he'll leave. Right? Or you need to wait a specific number of dates. There's go go, go to any num any number of blogs and you'll hear some version of that. Oh no, you don't understand. Guys these days they just move too fast. You have to sleep with them in the first three dates or, or they're gone. Or you know you need to wait three weeks and four days. Like that's the time that you, you're supposed to do it. And these are all made up numbers based in fear. Right? And I want to help you turn around that fear. Right? You are the CEO of your love life. He is the intern who's applying for a job with you. If he wants to have sex with you, it has to be on your terms. Now, if you're a good CEO, you care about what your intern thinks. You want to give him a good working experience. Right? But you have to protect your heart, ultimately. So I have no judgment. We could do probably a whole podcast on this. 
I have no judgment of you if you sleep with the guy on the first date because it feels good. Just don't think it means anything. It doesn't mean he's going to call you again. Just as long as you can detach from the meaning, that's fine. The problem is so many women say they can detach from the meaning, and then they can't. They get really disappointed. I had sex with him. It didn't mean anything. So my term is sexclusivity. It's not about a specific number of dates, right? a number of days or a number of weeks. It's, does this guy want to be my boyfriend? Because if he wants to be my boyfriend and he says, I'm your boyfriend, then you could sleep with him and you could be rest assured that he's going to wake up the next morning and call you. That's the point, is that you feel safe in knowing that the guy you're sleeping with is not out on Tinder, is not out on Match looking for other people. That's the fear. So as long as you conflate sex with exclusivity and more to a point being a boyfriend, then you have nothing to worry about. And the guy could become your boyfriend because he's smitten with you in two weeks. He could be your boyfriend. Right? Or it might take six weeks if you're both a little cautious and kicking the tires. But the point, it's about the status of your relationship and not the number of dates. You do not sleep with a guy because you're afraid he's going to leave. If he leaves because he doesn't have sex with you, he's not worthy of being your boyfriend. And then finally, there's the idea, and this is just in the first half, we got a lot more where this comes from, that the right man will do everything right. The early phases of dating are fraught with danger. You have two strangers who are trying to make a connection. They don't know each other. They don't know each other's neuroses. They don't know each other's past. They don't know each other's habits. And things break over the smallest thing, right? He didn't come and pick me up at my house, right? He wasn't chivalrous, right? He let me split the check. He wasn't generous. He talked about his ex-girlfriend for 10 minutes on the date. I didn't like that. And again, I'm just, because I'm a coach for women, I'm talking about things that men often do. Right? Women do the exact same thing on the opposite end. So there's this idea that if you meet the right kind of guy, he's not going to make any missteps. You're going to like everything about him. <laughs> and we tend to throw the baby out with the bathwater. And I can, again, say this as a guy who, who's been on a lot of dates and is very opinionated, and I could look at some of those dates and be really embarrassed about some of the stuff that I said and I did, but I'm hoping that just because I say something stupid on a date, it doesn't invalidate the other two hours, which were really good. I mean, told a story like this in, in Why He Disappeared about a guy who talked about his ex and his, his, the girl who was, who was my, my client complained. I said, how was the other two hours? She goes, oh, it was, it was great. It was the best date I ever had. I said, so why are you so fixated on the 10 minutes that he talked about his ex? Right? We have to learn to be forgiving if you want the guy to be forgiving of your flaws on the date. So get over the illusion that the right man does everything perfectly. Right? It's more a feeling that you're evoking. He's evoking in you. Does it feel good to be around you? Are you comfortable? Could you be yourself? That's when you come back for a second date right? or for a relationship. Right? I talked about a date, but it's really a relationship. The right guy is sometimes going to leave the, the toilet seat up. It doesn't mean he doesn't love you. So when we return from the break, I want to continue to debunk the mythology of bad relationship advice that sounds good in theory. And next up, you're going to learn why you should never try to get your ex back and why if you have to work too hard to preserve your relationship, you're already sunk. This is Evan Mark Katz, and this is the Love You Podcast. We'll be right back. Welcome 
new podcast with Evan Mark Katz, where you will learn everything you need to know about dating, relationships, sex, and men from a man's point of view. Uh, I am continuing this conversation about bad relationship advice that does not actually help you achieve your goals because it's advice that's usually based on insecurity, a faulty understanding of the opposite sex, and some amount of wishful thinking about how the world should be. Uh, we are reality-based dating coaches here. Uh, I, I'm going to begin by taking to task someone who's a, a dear friend of mine, someone who I, I have nothing but good things to say about, but there's this one piece of advice that she gives that uh, I think is really detrimental and that a lot of women buy into. Her name is Rory Ray. Um, the advice is called circular dating. And circular dating um, means, in general, uh, you can date someone you're technically a free agent until you have a ring on your finger. Technically, you could date until the day you're married. Um, and this is advice given from a well-intentioned place. It's for women who have been doormats and have been powerless and didn't feel the capacity to leave a relationship. And so the, the, it's about having the self-esteem to say, I don't need this one man. And this, the story goes for circular dating. I don't want to be the girlfriend. I want to be the wife. I wrote a seven-page blog post about why I disagreed with this. I'm going to synopsize it. And, 40 seconds. But the problem is this. You don't get to be the wife until you're the girlfriend. Men don't propose to people who are not their girlfriends. Right? So I know no one wants to get stuck in the girlfriend place. I've been with him for seven years and he never proposed. Right? But the answer is not to say, I'm going to start dating other people. And that's sort of the implication of circular dating. I've had some of Rory's disciples tell me that I'm misunderstanding it. But um, the... the I've read that you are allowed to date other people um, to assert your independence. So, Jim, we've been together for nine months. I love you, but uh, I don't have a ring on my finger. So um, I'm going to be going out with other men. Imagine your boyfriend said that to you. That I'm going to essentially openly cheat on you because I don't have a ring on my finger. Right? Because I'm feeling anxious, because I'm feeling weak, because I'm feeling needy. So somehow there's this twisted logic that says that if you don't have a ring on your finger, you could procure one by giving him all but the, an ultimatum. I'm going to start seeing other people, and if you don't like it, you could propose to me, right? but, but I'm, I'm a free agent. I don't have a ring on my finger. That's really some weird justification for cheating. Right? There's no such thing as a man could, who could have a girlfriend for a year and then say, I'm going to see other people. Just can't. There's no. You can't. You can't logic your way into that one. So, you don't keep on dating until you have your ring. What you do is invest in a man who wants to be married. You know from the outset he wants to be married. If he's dating you, then he's considering marrying you, and you should give him two to three years to figure out if he wants to marry you. We could do a whole podcast about that time frame because there's some logic to that as well. But you cannot pressure someone who doesn't want to get married to marry you. You shouldn't choose a guy who doesn't want to get married. But if you have a guy who's marriage-oriented and he's with you, he's seriously considering it, and you saying, I'm going to see other guys, is only going to put a dagger to the heart of your relationship. And I can't even see another version of that story, so I'm, I'm sorry. Next, get your ex back. This is a common relationship advice. Google it. Get your ex back. That's what people want after they get dumped. How to get your ex back. And there's a billion dollar industry of, of internet marketers trying to trick you into getting their system to get their ex back. Problem is, A, 
you're usually not going to get your ex back. And B, if you get your ex back, you're going to be stuck with the person who is your ex. Right. Uh, Greg Barrett came up with a, he's just not that into you, uh, wrote a book. It's called A Breakup Because It's Broken. And that's one of the things that people who are, who are exes have trouble taking stock of. Yes, there's a lot of time here. Yes, there's a lot of love and intimacy and shared lives and potential and memories. But there's a reason that you broke up a very real reason that you broke up. And that doesn't change because you're sad or lonely or horny or confused or all the other emotions that you're going to feel when you break up. So uh, I've said in other videos, I say in my Love You course, one of the greatest predictors of, of divorce are couples who break up and make up, which should be no surprise to anyone. If a couple breaks up at six months and breaks up again in a year and breaks up again at 18 months and then decides to tie the knot, I, as a betting man, would have very little faith that they're going to have a smooth ride for the duration of their marriage over 40 years. Right? Smooth marriages are usually presaged by smooth courtship. Right? Nice to you know, you know, live, you know, get together, stay together for two years, move in together for six months, get engaged, get married at three years. That's a nice smooth courtship. So there's so much uh, information out there about how to get your ex back, and that's. People are tapping into what people want. I'm lonely. I want to get my ex back. I'm, I made a mistake. I have to, I have to fix it. I'm, so I'm going to learn to play it cool, and I'm not going to be needy, and I'm going to do the thing. The ship has sailed. These are, right, my philosophy is that relationships should be, right, it's fits, right? It's, it's a personality fit, right? And if you struggled so hard to the point that one or both of you said, we can't do this anymore, that means it's actually broken, right? It's Humpty Dumpty. You could try to put it back together again, but it's not really in your best interest to put it back together again. So if I were you, I would never try to get my ex back, right? And I would never buy a get your ex back product, right? What I would do is learn what you can from that experience, right? And figure out what kind of person is good for you based on the good qualities, the things that you didn't get from that relationship, and try to find someone who's a naturally better fit who would not break up with you. By definition, the man who breaks up with you is not your future husband, right? The de very definition of that. Then there's the concept of compromise, right? There's a lot of people out there say, you should never compromise. Right? Compromise equals settle in their minds. The truth is every relationship is based on compromise. Right? Every, every relationship you have with your family members, every relationship you have with someone at work, the contract you sign with the lawyer, the contract you sign to buy your house, everybody is making compromise everywhere. And But for some reason we think this is the only place where you can't compromise. You refuse to compromise because compromise is tantamount to settling. And I've been along alone way too long to settle. Well, those who don't compromise just don't end up with a job or friends right, or a house. If you need to win everything and give up nothing. So the art of compromise is, is distinguishing betwe between what's necessary to compromise on and what you can't compromise on. And people usually have those two things backwards. Right? My wife compromised on religion. I'm Jewish, she's Catholic. That was a compromise that she made. Um, when I met her, I was 34 and she was 37. We wanted to have kids. That was a compromise I made. They're not perfect. In a perfect world, she'd marry someone more like her. I would have found a younger woman, but I was willing to make the compromise because the big picture was worth it. Uh, the problem is people are usually putting the wrong compromises ahead. Now, I'll compromise on kindness emotional availability, commitment, <laughs> communication, generosity, 
emotional IQ. I'll compromise on all those things, but I won't compromise on height because I just like tall guys. When one says you should never compromise, right, meaning you should never settle, don't take that person seriously. It means they don't know anything about relationships. And then there's my final thing, which is again the premise of my whole Love You course. Relationships take work. That's what our parents taught us. Relationships take work. Well, if you choose a relationship that takes work, yes, it takes work. I will acknowledge that relationships take effort. They take effort. You have to give something to the relationship, but it's not work. It's kind of easy. Right? So my theory is that good relationships are easy. If your relationship takes that much work, it's probably not that good. And if you look back at your relationships that took the most work, man, we fought for the past six months to try to keep this thing going. We really worked at it. It didn't ultimately work. Right? Think of your closest friends in the world. Is it work to be friends with them? It's really not. It's kind of easy. That's what happens with people that you love who love you in return. Right? So get over that paradigm that relationships take work. Right? Here with me in Love You, right? I believe in relationships that are easy and they feed themselves. And yes, they require maintenance the way watering a garden requires maintenance. Right? But it's not actually work where you're straining. Man, this is tough. You've been sold a bill of goods if you think relationship takes work. And you're bound to repeat that mistake in the future. So please, please, please get over that idea and realize a good relationship is actually an easy relationship. <sighs> and breathe. Thank you for joining me on the Love You Podcast. My name is Evan Mark Katz. Next episode, I'm going to talk about how to avoid a bad relationship before it happens. You do want to tune into that. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter and go to www.evanmarkkatz. Give me your name and email address and I will send you free dating and relationship advice until you drop or find a happy relationship yourself. Thank you. I love you and I will see you soon.